Kittitas is on the lake. Roosevelt 35-yard line with Ross back in the shotgun. He takes the snap from Sheely. Off to the right. Might pitch it. Nope. Hits the line of scrimmage. He gets held up for a second. Nope. He breaks a tackle. Breaks another one. There he goes. No one's in front of him. To the 30, the 20, the 10. Touchdown, Coyote. Bulldogs looking to punch one in here. Buggy takes a snap. Rolls out. Looking for a receiver wide open. And Dias open the catch. He's gone. Nobody else to beat. Touchdown, Bulldogs. Well, welcome back, Kittitas Valley Sports Talk fans, to another episode of your Kittitas Valley Sports Talk podcast. I am Eric Sorensen, joined here with the voice of the legend, John Gudat. John, welcome back. That is the first time I've uh, heard that intro, and that was good. Ha. That is good. I got a permanent smile on my you face. Do. I'm glad that worked out. You weren't this Congratulations. Me Way thing. to be. Appreciate Way it. Uh, yeah, we were, when I first showed everybody that song, you guys were looking at me like, that's not a good song. And I was like, well, hold on, I'll show you why. That's why. I look forward to updating that throughout the year with yeah. you guys' local sports highlights. So That's right. Keep making plays, and if we're there and we see some video clips, we'll uh, make sure we get that on the podcast Heck entry. Yes. doesn't matter if it's football, Heck basketball, yes. or cross country, and John is singlet wrestling. I don't know. We'll see how this all goes. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we're back for another episode. Uh, we had a little bit of a break. Big weekend we just got. Are you recovered from Labor Day weekend yet? Um, I'm still exhausted. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm still exhausted, uh, but that's a good thing. I, life is good. You don't sleep during Labor Day weekend. You definitely don't save any money during Labor Day weekend either. Uh, but it was it was just once again an incredible weekend. It was a good thing you drank all that water during the whole weekend too. Probably got you through yeah, it hydrated. I kept pretty hydrated. <laughs> that's pretty right. Hydrated. Yeah, Heck yeah. Yeah. Well, we got a lot to get to. We are gonna have uh. A new guy calling in. Well, he's not new. He was on the podcast earlier when we first started this thing. Jonathan Gordon, our CWAC insider, talking some Bulldog athletics and everything CWAC. He's going to call in here in a little bit. We're going to talk a little bit about the rest of the high school sports, and we'll end up with some central some central talk. We think all three of us. Sammy's not here right now. We might get a phone call from him here in a little bit to join us. All three of us were eventually at the uh, – um, the central football game. Yep. I might've been part of that. You know, they call it freeloader hill at the rodeo. I might've waited till halftime, watched it. <laughs> thought, I thought it was going to be a blowout. And so I was like, oh, I don't want to, well, in the halftime, I was like, it's a close game. They need me. And I hauled butt in there and I went in there and sat in the alumni plaza at the end. If you aren't a part of that, get a part of that out there. You listeners. That's quite awesome. Um, it is because they have the heaters there, yeah. which you might not need in early September, but you definitely need in October and November. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so while we were in the cheap seats, mm-hmm. um, I I could see you. Yeah. There was a crowd of people. It was a typical Eric Sorensen soiree. Our entourage, the kid yeah. as well. You know? And uh, <laughs> it was a uh, uh, good game because we came out on with the W mm-hmm. uh, closer than pretty much anybody expected since Western New Mexico was 1-10 yeah. last year. But uh, four picks, I think, is what we got. And... Uh, uh, Trader on Henderson, that guy, uh, that guy got some yardage in there. I yeah. think 150 yards, give or take. And I know he had 40 uh, yards reception, so uh, receiving. So um, it was really fun watching him play. It was awesome. It was nice to be back doing some Friday night. No Saturday night lights. Sorry, Saturday, Saturday night, night lights. lights. Yeah, and we'll uh, we'll get into the, who they got coming up this week later on. But um, it's been a fun weekend. 
fun couple of weeks of sports going on. We're going to talk some regional stuff. I mean, we got so much to cover. But first, and I wish Sammy would have been here for me to play this. You know, we got to have a little bit. Of, it was a big, big weekend for our Cougs. Yep. Yep. I'm clapping right now. Fight, fight, fight for Washington. Yeah, we upset number 19, Wisconsin. Oh, my God. But here's the thing. As we go through the season, I, that's going to be less and less in a, of, a, of an upset. I think yeah. the Cougars are going to surprise more people. Yeah. And uh, what a great game. I had a friend of mine who was actually there. Oh, man. And uh, um, he flew into Chicago mm-hmm. on Friday night, went to the Coug game on Saturday, oh. went back to Chicago, watched the Cubbies on Sunday, yeah. and then flew back in time to watch the – he had season tickets to the Hawks. That's On awesome. Monday. And um, Tuesday he was in a great mood. Yeah. But tired. Oh, but I yeah. thought the Cougars did exceptionally well. Yeah. That's the, not the easiest environment to play. Cool no. environment, it looks like. On the road, on brand the road. new coach. You yeah. just almost got beat by Idaho the week before. Mm-hmm. And it was awesome. It was, it was, it was big dickered energy. Yep. We're going to hear that big a lot this year. Dickered energy. And yep. uh, I was so much fun. I know I told Paige, I said, hey, I'm going to watch the Coug game. In all honesty, I think a lot of Cougs were thinking this. And you're a liar if you say you weren't. I told her, I said, yeah, by halftime, I'll probably go outside and mow the yard do a bunch of things and she's like why i was like well i mean we almost lost to idaho right and we're playing in wisconsin so but we'll get some stuff done today and by halftime she's like are we going outside of the no no not at all they're no. actually like holding their own and they were down by a touchdown at half and i was pissed off because we should have we should have been tied going into the halftime yeah, yeah. and then my friend's like hey eric if i would have told you we were only be down a touchdown at halftime when this thing started would you be happy and i'd like yeah yeah but yeah. now i'm pissed i know and so it was fun. I think the Cougars are for real. I am excited. Hopefully there's no letdown. But there's we actually have a defense, which is something we haven't been able to say for a very, very long time. You know, you always want to make sure that, you know, your defense is going to – in the past, the defense has always given up 50, and it doesn't matter because hopefully we have 51. Yeah. Uh, so maybe their games won't be seven hours long yeah. this, this season. With a 50 uh, with some, to 51 score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, – yeah, I hope there's no letdown, and uh, Huskies got a big one. I, I know that that's like swearing in your house. Well, the Huskies <laughs> hosted Michigan yes. State. Uh, that's a huge game, I hey, think, too. If so. they if they win on Saturday, I'll play the bow down for Washington song next week with Sammy sitting yeah. here with us. Yeah, um, you're right. It's it's hard to say that, but think about this: if the Cougars already took care of their Big Ten school, Huskies go knock off Michigan State. That doesn't only help both schools. But maybe they trade off the two California schools and say we picked the wrong two. I know. We want to bring I'm the two Washington ones in. That. I'm still and, upset about that. You know, we're the ones that have gotten. I mean, USC, they'll be fine. But you know, the other teams haven't won their big game, crossover games. But we have. I know. And yeah. and if the Huskies can beat Michigan State, that only helps the Cougs and the Huskies. Plus, doesn't that help? Because um, is it this year or next year that the Pac-12? It's still the Pac-12 to me. That the Pac-12, uh, it's not. North and South, right? Isn't it the top two teams will play for the yes. championship? So that's just not this year. I think that's this year. Yeah, because the new commissioner, right? Uh, which I, I like. I mean, get the best two teams. Get the best two teams. Right mm-hmm. now, I mean, I think the all odds are. I, well, I don't know. I wouldn't say Utah and Oregon is a shell of what they are. Either that or yeah. Georgia hasn't skipped a beat from where they were last year. But um, I don't know. Too early to tell. I'm just happy. Mm-hmm. That Washington State football is relevant. It's nice, and well, yeah, they do have it on the Pac-12 website in one big long deal. And 
that's not updated. Oh, wait, yes, it is. Sorry, I apologize. It's updated. And we're at the Cougs are on the top of this thing, 2-0 oh, with uh, Washington, UCLA, Oregon State. God, uh, uh, the perfect Pac-12 championship game for me. Probably bad for the conference. Oregon State, Washington State. Pac-12. Oh, that'd be so cool. Oh, Wouldn't that be cool? Yeah. That would be, be awesome. like the... the uh, the stepbrother bowl because yes. every Oregon and UW get all the att- damn attention. Mm-hmm. And I've been an Oregon State fan since I was born just because mm-hmm. I have family who played football for him. But I think that uh, um, that would be awesome. It would be a ratings nightmare, but that would be awesome. Oh, so you want to know something that really make you mad? And I think when we talk 2019, the pack, if they would have been like this, the Pac 12 championship would have been Washington State, Washington. Yeah, that makes me mad. It makes me mad too. That was the snowball year. That was Gardner's last. Year. That was his year, yep. right? Yeah, we the still... snowball. That was a that was a that was a backbreaker. To mm-hmm. me. That was a tough one. So the other big thing happening right now, and we're not clinched yet, but we're almost there. The Mariners are even better. Oh my gosh, they're <laughs> oh fun. Gosh. It's like a, it's a we're recording this on. Uh, I believe this is a Thursday. Am I right, John? It is a Thursday. The, the fifteenth. And it. Uh, yeah, it's it's farming right now, and I'm not. I don't know what day it is. Right. Uh, they are off tonight, and I'm almost at a loss. Like, what are we supposed to do? I know. To so, like, we were saying that before uh, we hit record is like, they're relevant, they're exciting. Yeah. And now we have to wait an extra day, you mm-hmm. know? And, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, the rest of the season, they have 20 games left, I believe it is yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And they're all against uh, below 500 teams. Yeah. Which we're doesn't sitting. guarantee anything. Right. It just means. Uh, the betting, you know, the odds are for them, yeah. and because uh, they're on, they got the next. Isn't the next ten or on the road? Yeah, yeah. They go to, they go to Oakland. Let's go seven and three, eight and two, seven and three is maybe not being too. Uh, it's easy. Selfish. It's doable. I think they doable. can do it. Um, yeah, because they have an off day today on the road. They play the Angels for a few, three or four games. Here, probably three games. Then we go to Oakland. And then we go to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And then we go to, or then we come home with the Rangers. Rangers and then. Athletics. Tigers, and that's it. The Tigers are at home, and those are all mm-hmm. the makeup games from the lockout or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. So we make the wild card game. Who's your three starting pitchers for the Mariners? The top two are a lock. Obviously. Pending we're not in Canada, because I don't think Robbie Ray can pitch in Canada. With the current but state I think of the world. we would. If it, if the playoffs started today, we'd be against the Indians, right? I think I'd look at the standings real quick. We'll put the research team on that and have an answer in the next couple the top, minutes. So the third one would be, it, I don't know. I'd go our new guy, Castillo. Well, duh. Yeah. Ray and Logan Gilbert are mine. Yeah. But he's got to shave the goatee off. <laughs> yeah. It's not. He doesn't wear it as good as you do. No, not at all. Okay, the wild card stand is up here, but. No, I don't know. It, it is, I know Marco's there, but yeah, the Mariners are sitting pretty, pretty right now. I believe in this whole thing. They're sitting great. Um, they're and 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 people are noticing too because so uh, yesterday's game against San Diego, I think there was thirty thousand people there. The night mm-hmm. before, I think it was forty thousand. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's midweek games. That's that's really good attendance. Yeah. And so, yeah, right uh, now we're hosting the wild card if it season ended today. We would be hosting it. We're number one, Toronto second, Tampa Bay's in third. You either want the one seed or the three. You don't want number two. Because you either host it or you go play Cleveland. 
or whoever wins that division. Right, I see it. So, I think it's going to be Cleveland. I don't think Minnesota's got it. Mm, no. Um, exciting times. We'll cover. Maybe we'll get Luke Olson on. He's actually covers the Mariners now for the Associated Press. I saw that. And yeah. so maybe we'll have him call in next week and talk some Mariners. Let's baseball. do that. Oh, Luke, awesome. I know you uh, listen to this podcast mm-hmm. as much as you did when you were on the podcast. Which is never. And uh, so, <laughs> Luke, um, you're going to be our guest of the week. Mm-hmm. You just don't know it yet. That's right. It's going to happen. We'll call him live. Let's call him I live. I think we've got to be surprised. You know, He's probably gonna... on the golf course or yeah. in the booth. Yeah, exactly. Sitting next to Tim Booth probably. Right. Um, as we wrap up the opening of this thing, the other big game, and it was almost hard the weekend – was the perfect sports weekend for fans that root for who we root for, right? Mariners had a good weekend. They took two out of three. Cougars won. The Huskies won. And then you have a game against Russell Wilson and the right. Seahawks. Right. Someday I will like Russell Wilson again when he's in the ring of honor. I'll be fine with him. But you know what? He left us. And I was so happy to see the Seahawks take it to him and beat him on Monday Night Football. You know you know who I was happy for? I was happy for, I got no... I got no issue with Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. I'm a Seahawks fan, um, I and I'm a Russell Wilson fan. I got no issue with it. I don't lose sleep over him. But I was really happy for Geno Smith. Because yes. people, what what was his quote? Everybody <laughs> wrote me off, but I didn't write back. Yeah. That's cool to me. On live TV, and you come up live with Live oh, TV, God, that and, was so awesome. And, uh, and I thought... I thought I was just I was happy for him. Mm. He wasn't that that maybe it wasn't an MVP caliber game, but his his uh, QBR rating or whatever it is. I mean, I like fourth best for a rookie start or mm. not a rookie, but whatever first career start or whatever it was, whatever the stat was. But mm. I thought he it was awesome. I thought he played well. It's interesting. The more and more that's come out in sports talk radio this week in Seattle, and all the guys that were there watching from the yeah. The there Legion was a of lot Boom. of alum there. Yeah, there, I, I, there was a you know everybody talked about. There was this like, who's going to win this game? Is it going to be the Russell Wilson or is it going to be Pete Carroll and his defense that won the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. And I think you could. It just sounded like there was a lot of alumni that were just like pumping their fist. And yeah, they all agreed. They all liked Russ as a person, um, and I do too. I, I do too. Yeah, but, I mean, I did take his jersey out of my closet and throw it in the back of our storage. Great container. TikTok. Yeah, impressive so go check TikTok. <laughs> go check out. I had to. I was a little bitter. I mean, he 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 was. I'm kind of glad he's gone. The entourage that follows him, it was kind of getting to be like, okay. It was getting to be a little bit dramatic. Yeah. I just want to watch football. Exactly. And there was there was too much uh there was too much chatter. Right. And uh so I just get back to the blue collar boys. Yeah. That's and what... I'm glad we got that game out of the way. Yeah. If cuz if if it was like week 4 or week 5, we'd be talking about it for a month yeah. and it's be out of the way. Old and annoying. It, yeah, old and annoying, pretty much like me. So, so let's just hope we don't have, unlike you, we don't have a letdown against the 49ers. I hope the Cougs don't have a letdown against Colorado State. But I saw a stat that we're like 7-1 and one in Santa Clara ever since they moved yeah. to move stadium. It seems about. So that's good. And I think that Colorado State game could be pretty good. I think so. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, not starting. Will he finish playing as quarterback? in the game. I don't know. That's a, that's another thing where I'm getting tired of the chatter. Uh-huh. So it's almost I like Gino, but it'd been kind of fun if he was a Seahawk, maybe. I don't know. Wait. Gardner Minshew should have I was been just a gonna say that you should have been our guy. Jimmy G, come on now. No, I want Gardner. Yeah. Gardner we trust so yep. Well let's go ahead and get uh Mr. Gordon on the call after this little break here and we'll talk some local high school sports. All right fans we're back after our message from one of our great commercials we got. And uh, we're going to talk some local sports here. We got some high school sports, 
uh, after this, we're going to break into some central stuff, but uh, we are into the flow of things. Let's start with some high school football, John. We have the Kittitas Coyotes. We'll start with them first just because we know we're familiar with them. You know, that first week was a tough one for them here in Kittitas. They got beat by Lake Roosevelt. Who's going to finish in that top top uh, team in that, that division? Probably behind a Brewster and Okanagan, I would assume. Right. Because we just found out from our guy we're going to bring on and here in a little bit that Okanagan beat Sealer. Sela, I believe. Or 2B Davis. Okanagan beat 2A Sela. And so that's, that's like, look out on Alaska, yeah. look out yeah. Adna, yeah. because we got someone over here. And you know Brewster's going to be just fine. But anyways, Coyotes lost to them on the opening night. You know, there's a lot there. Fair's going on. No excuses, but it's just a distracted weekend. Very distracting weekend. Yes. Um, and then they go up to Manson on what was going to be an away game on Friday, and then it turned to a home game on Friday, and then it turned to an away game on Saturday night. But Actually, the, it turned into an away game on Saturday afternoon, and then they moved it again to Saturday <laughs> so night. They were just like, hey, get up here, get to the casino, sit down, and we'll let That's you know. That's right. Wake up at 5 a.m., <laughs> get on the bus, sit at the casino for seven hours, yeah. then let's play some ball. And we'll let you know how it goes yeah. from there. Yeah. Uh, but the Coyotes went up there. They beat Manson 47-14. to 14. Uh, Good good win for them. They got, a, they got their hands full this Friday, tomorrow night at home. Get out there. It's mini cheerleader night. Mini cheer night. Yep. Uh, get out there and uh, support. And I'm going to be there next year for sure. That's right. With my new kindergartner in a year. And I will be out there watching. Kindergartner. I can't believe it. Um, let's We'll talk about uh, Cleon football. They've unfortunately started the season 0-2. They lost to Manson. And then they uh, went to dayton Waitsburg and lost to them. Which, that's a tough place to play. Dayton's a long trip. But then you play at the... It's a nice field. Don't get me wrong. It's small town America, and you, I love going there. Half times on a bus. Yeah, it's it's out of the fairgrounds. It's an interesting place to play. You know what I like about Dayton? Mm. Uh, so was it my young, oldest daughter's freshman year? Whatever, mm-hmm. freshman or junior or sophomore year, we play at Dayton, and uh, their halftime was delicious. Oh yeah, it was like let's get every. Um, local grandma who can cook, and there was crock pots going. Ooh. There was like stew going. Like it was delicious, <laughs> and so that might be my favorite road trip. Yeah, I. That's you get that people that go to big live in big cities and big. They don't understand the small town American mm-hmm. away game. Mm-hmm. They take care of you, and it's quite awesome. Yeah. Actually, we've we've had some great food at uh, was it White Swan mm-hmm. uh, with the with their homemade. Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah. Anyway, yeah. I'm I'm diverting from the. We, we do have, <laughs> we do have a, a, a WIAA uh, player of the week. We do, from Mason Hilberg. Hilberg. Yeah, yep. So that's right. Nice job to uh, Hilberg and and uh, let's just see if they can get a yeah a, a W. Absolutely, congratulations to him. And we're going back to their schedule to see who they got this week. If I have not said already, um, hopefully they can get in the win column for the for the Warriors. Uh, they go to Chelan. It's going to be a tough one. That'll be a tough one. They are home with prep the week after. And then on September 30th, we got the cross-county rivalry at Kittitas. Did so. we ever call it, what do we, the Elkites something? The battle what? for Elkites. Let's battle just do for that. Elkites, yeah. 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 I think that sounds like we've tried to figure out for three years. I Let's think we figured this. this. <laughs> Elk, battle for Elkites. <laughs> yeah. We'll send them a memo. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's all, and let's, we'll head into the gym here in a little bit. Uh, Kittitas Volleyball. Um you know, you've seen a few scores along the way. That's great. You can go in there and watch this year. You don't have to wear any masks. They're one and two. Um, they've played some tough teams, I believe. Uh, they mm-hmm. lost to Dayton, you know, lost to Liberty Christian, but they went and got their first win of the season at Highland. 
And then tonight they are at home playing Cleelum Roslin, and I don't know if we have a score update. We yet. have a we have a scoring update from our uh, Snapchat correspondent Delaney Good. <laughs> uh, she yes. has posted that we're a little bit behind right now, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but a nice uh, you know it's a rivalry match, so you know it's a gonna, there's probably a good crowd there. Yeah, so we'll, appreciate we'll, her putting in the the, the hard in work, the work for us. Yep, yep. Uh, I know that she's getting paid from from great dinners at home. Great dinners a at home and maybe a little bit of gas money here and yeah. there. Yeah. So yeah. if you want to give us some scores and yep. John's serving dinner. So That's right. Um, <laughs> uh, we got the Cleon volleyball team. Let's see where they're at here. They they you know they started off losing to Warden, uh, beat Columbia Burbank, and then lost to Goldendale, which is usually a pretty traditionally strong um, yes. Yes. Of, uh, volleyball school. And to wrap up, we got girls soccer up at Cleon. Uh, looks like they're one and two. Lost to Chelan, lost to Cascade, but they beat the Fighting Coyotes of the Columbia Burbank yep. High School. So, uh, good for them. I believe that wraps up our fall for the, at the moment, for the, for the most part, for the small for the schools. small schools. Let's go ahead and bring on the official introduction. His title now, the official CWAC correspondent, informant, sideline reporter, guru, master of all trades, Jonathan Gordon, here to talk CWAC athletics and Ellensburg Bulldog athletics jonathan thanks for joining us tonight thanks Larry. glad to be on so where are we at you know someone's coming in the valley they want to watch an ellsworth bulldog game tonight where where are you sending them right away and who's what's the matchup and how's their season been going well right now actually as we speak the uh volleyball team is up in chelan playing the uh i don't want to call them the mountain goats but i don't think that's accurate uh for, for the uh, female teams but i don't know what they go by but anyhow uh yeah they're up in chelan they played uh volleyball team played their first counting match uh, of the season on tuesday against 4a west valley and lost in four sets uh down in yakima um they're heading back to the valley uh to the sundome saturday for a, a tournament uh they've got a pretty good uh that sundome festival which i think is a 32 team deal with uh eight four-team pods, uh, 2A, 3A, 4A varsity squads. and um, So they'll have some some good competition there. I think they play Burlington Edison down there, and, and which probably the first of three matches uh, between them and Burlington Edison this year. I think they go they go up uh, up to Skagit County and play them uh, the following weekend. Um, and then, then BE also hosts the tournament in, in October. So good, good non-conference competition for them. So Bulldog Volleyball is Owen Warren heading into tonight's match uh, at Chelan. That's got to be exciting. That's kind of a big matchup they got coming up here with the uh, – oh, who would you just say they're going to go play? BE. BE. That, that's going to be a really good uh, – tough how, test for them. I wonder how many uh, – Ellsberg and Burlington Edison volleyball players also play uh, in that state championship match, uh, basketball match last uh, last March. So that is that's a good question. I think uh, you know I was actually just looking at the Ellsberg volleyball roster uh, this afternoon and kind of not scratching my head about how they could lose, but they've got Olivia Anderson at six six middle blocker, they've got Alana Mars six four, and they've got you know several other you know six two six one six foot type players on the roster so they've got plenty of height um and so that yeah I mean, that, that's uh that'd be a good question to, to kind of research as far as you know their matchup with the burlington edison and so on how that uh how many of those are, are rematches from those state championship basketball for sure um you know their their matchup uh actually their pool play games uh at the sundown they play ferris who's a 3a school out of spokane of course 
Chihuahua for a school out of, out of uh, Pasco, as we know, and then Burlington Edison, and then they went to play. So that's a pretty tough, pretty tough fool for them to, uh, you know, to, to come out of. And, uh, and so it'll be interesting to see what they do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's, uh, let's talk some, some Friday night lights here. I know I was kind of bummed. I didn't realize they were on SWX on Friday night when the Bulldogs went to Davis to take on the Pirates. And uh, it looks like an Iowa Hawkeye score. I know. <laughs> Six nothing win. Yeah, and that was a double overtime win too. They, uh, yeah, it's not not the greatest of, of football from what uh, what I understand. I didn't even turn it on until uh, late in the first overtime. But uh, sounds like you know some missed opportunities, things like that. Uh, Alfred finally you know was able to punch it in. Uh, you know, moved moved pretty well in that second overtime. And uh, Darius and I had an interception to take the ball or to end Davis's possession in the second OT and then Ellsworth, uh, you know, scored the, the winning, winning touchdown with Colton McGruder on a one yard run. Um, but, uh, yeah, not, so not, not the prettiest of wins by, by any stretch of the imagination, but they'll take it. Um, I was researching a little bit and that's, uh, I think it's, I can't remember if it was the fifth, fifth or sixth, six, nothing score. Uh, I think it was the sixth in the last 75 years for Ellsworth football. Uh, and, and they've won Wait, the last two. I, so. Let me let me interrupt you there. How <laughs> in the hell do you know that? <laughs> He's uh, an encyclopedia. Uh, research in, my free, in, in what little free time I have. Uh, no, but uh, yeah, That's just, impressive. Just kind of digging that up because it's, you don't see low-scoring games like that anymore. You know, back in, you know, back in the earlier, you know, the infancy of, of American football, you know, you'd see, you know, both teams scoring single digits, but I'm like, okay, let's, let's see how, how often this has happened. And, uh, yeah, it, 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 been, it doesn't happen too often where you get a six nothing score and, uh, yeah, Ellensburg was fortunate to come out on top and, you know, could be in a good position for, for another win, uh, Saturday down at, uh, at Sela. Hard to, hard to really know. Um, you know, of course, Ellensburg hung tough with Zill in the first half in their home opener, uh, Labor Day weekend, uh, before losing by four touchdowns. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and Sela, you know, Sela knocked off Davis by three uh, at their place, but then got clobbered by, you know, by Okanagan by 50 points last weekend. So uh, any given day, as you guys know, it's uh, interesting to see what, what happens. And hopefully Bulldogs get their second win on Saturday. Not to, like, go back on what we talked about earlier, but you see an Okanagan team knock off a, a two-way Sela that's just kind of, the whole two B world's got to be thinking. Holy cow! Yeah, that's insane. Because Sela's a respectable program too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. while we're just, I mean, who's a, who's some of the favorites in the? I mean, that's obviously there's Prosser. The history is going to say Prosser right. and Ellensburg. But what, what's sure. the? Uh, you know, what are we looking like for the CWAC for football? Who should we be watching? Well, I I definitely say Prosser. Um, they were already up thirty five nothing on Grandview in the first half tonight. They mm-hmm. have a Thursday night game, and I think that. That move was, you know, similar to even Ellensburg Sela matchup being pushed to Saturday. It was probably necessitated by you know, official shortage, uh, would be my estimation. Um, but uh, you know, Prosser, you know, they grinded one out against Sunnyside, four uh, A Sunnyside in the first week, one by eight on the road. And then they went to Zilla last week, and I think we're down at halftime. Ended up, you know, pulling out a twelve point win. Uh, you know, Zilla's pretty good. Uh, you know, real, you know, pretty young. They've got a sophomore quarterback, a couple of sophomore receivers, and, and uh, you know, that, that did some some damage on Ellensburg and sophomore running back too. Um, but uh, you know, so Prosser grinded that one out too on the road, and then you know, taking taking care of business against Grandview. So uh, definitely Prosser. Uh, you know, Corey McClure uh, is their quarterback now, replacing Caden Rivera. 
Um, and McClure was a pretty darn good basketball player last year as an underclassman and uh, seems to have them, you know, right back on track. Uh, I think Othello, you know, has, has a lot of talented players coming back. Uh, I kind of figured that was going to be a two-horse, you know, be a two-horse race, uh, you know, um, and Othello played Royal uh, last weekend at home, and I think it was scoreless going to the fourth quarter before Royal ended up with a 14 nothing win, but, uh, you know, that was, you know, Othello beat Connell 55 nothing in week one on the road, and and uh, so, you know, the fact that, you know, they only they only lost by two touchdowns against the Knights at home, uh, you know, and, and what's you know, definitely you know, two regional battles for them right out of the out of the shoots. And uh, uh, so I definitely would say that those are the, the top two teams. Uh, I think if has improved, um, they played Moses Lake tough last week, only lost by a touchdown. Um, or maybe that was, that was opening week, excuse me. And then they clobbered Quincy last weekend. So, uh, you know, I think Euphrates has improved. They've got a new coach in, uh, in this year. And, uh, so that'd be interesting to see, you know, again, Sela Ellensburg, um, you know, middle of the pack, I, I would say, um, you know, and East Valley seems to be improved as well. They've got, they've got two wins under their belt already being Quincy at home. And then going to Natchez Valley and winning both of them in shutouts. Um, I had 21-0 against uh, Quincy and then 16-0 against Natchez. So uh, they have a tough East Valley plays 4A school at home uh, tomorrow night in Heritage out of Vancouver. So uh, that'll be a good, you know, good challenge, uh, good gauge for, for the Red Devils to see where where they're at. Um, and then uh, at Grandview, you know, seems to be kind of towards, you know, still towards the bottom. They also have a first-year coach this year. And, uh, you know, and seem to be having their, their share of struggles with, with Foster tonight, like <laughs> like most teams in the CWAC and, and uh, Eastern Washington do you when know, we're playing the Mustangs. So. Wait, I had to look twice when I saw that Othello score against Royal City thinking, oh, my gosh. I know. I mean, and that's kind of, I mean, if you're from Eastern Washington, you look at that going, damn, that's pretty good because Royal, their starters don't usually play in the second half. So. No. Uh, right. well, it was it was just it was a very odd weekend last weekend you know with with that one be a, being a scoreless game and into the fourth quarter and Ellensburg and Davis you know of course being scoreless into the second overtime you know I don't see too many very seldom do you see two you know one zero zero game going into the fourth quarter never mind two mm-hmm. uh in the same week so that was yeah that was certainly an oddity you know and, and you know kudos to a fellow for you know for keeping around off the board for three quarters and I uh, expect that was a pretty, pretty interesting uh, game and battle of Highway 26 there. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's uh, as we wrap this up, let's let's get to our Ted Lasso here. Let's talk about some Ellensburg soccer. It looks like they're uh, they started off well. Looks like on their website they're two and zero, beating West Valley, and then knocking off Prosser. Yes, they did. They uh, yeah, they were. Uh, and both those games have actually been played at uh, at Central's Rec Complex. Uh, Ooh. You know, I think they're experiencing some field, some field stuff, uh, you know, on campus. And of course, there's no light, uh, you know, at the high school. So, so getting a, um, you know, getting, getting night games in is a little bit of a challenge. And, and certainly, you know, playing on field turf, uh, you know, that they're doing at Central is, is to their advantage as the postseason rolls around because, yep. um, you know, the district tournament is at Grandview, which is a turf field. And then, of course, you know, semifinals and championship, if they were to make it that far, would be, you know, turf, turf field up on the west side. So, uh, yeah, they beat uh, West Valley 3-1 to one on September the 6th. Um, don't recall the goal scorers in that game. I think uh, Jameson Phillips, I think, had two goals, if I recall correctly. 
Um, and then uh, I think it's Molly Moffitt, I believe, in freshman, uh, scored the other goals. So you got you know, all three of your goals uh, scored by underclassmen. Uh, of course, James Phillips only a sophomore. Kind of picking up where her uh, sister left off yeah. last year as far as as far as scoring goals is concerned. Um, and I think one of those goals was a penalty kick, kick if I recall correctly. And then tonight, actually, they uh, you know, got a two nothing win, um, you know, against Prosper League opener. As uh, but the Rogel sisters, Lane, uh, Lane, a sophomore, scored the first goal at the 13th minute. And then uh, Quinn, senior defender, uh, defensive player of the year in the conference last year, scored uh, about two minutes remaining, 78th minute. So uh, good start for them. And overall, soccer-wise, I think the conference is, is you know, improved, uh, you know, for the most part as well. You take a look at East Valley, you know, they were a top four uh, team last year. Uh, they, you know, several blowout wins kind of to, to get things going. Actually, they got a, they had a 17-0 win over LeConnor. And then a 7 0 win over Davis. Uh, and then they, they ended up tying Wilkes Valley 3 3, um, you know, the other night. So, uh, you know, they're, they're unbeaten. They were playing Cascade. Actually, they beat, uh, I think they beat Cascade 11 worth tonight. I want to say it was 7 2, uh, was, was the score I clicked off that screen. But, uh, you know, so East Valley certainly, and, and they had the number two goal scorer, I believe, was in the league last year. And she was, I think, only a sophomore last year. So, um, you know, certainly they, they've got a strong program. Uh, you know, Efraid has improved. You know, they got out to a good start. Um, Othello's tough. Um, Grandview actually has, has been a little bit of a surprise as well. They did lose. Um, I think they lost to Efraid earlier this week. Um, but they had started out, you know, uh, 3-0-1 and with, with quite a few goals uh, in, in a three-game stretch there. So, in um, Sela, of course, you know, the team that that uh, that knocked off Holmesburg for the district championship last year after finishing second in regular season standings. Again, always tough, you know, and, and, and there'll be a formidable challenge for the Bulldogs, uh, you know, just the nature of the rivalry. So it'll be uh, interesting to see how, how things play out. And uh, uh, But, you know, it's good to see some parity, too. Uh, I think, you know, as much as, you know, we here in the Kids Test Valley love to see the Bulldogs, uh, you know, run away with everything in the seat. Right. Uh, I, think, I think having some – you know, having some parity across the board is, is, is good too for, for competition later on. And, and, uh, but yeah, you know, very early on in the season, we'll see, see how the rest of the league uh, play pans out over the next uh, six to eight weeks. Absolutely. Well, there you have it from our guru of the Kittas Valley, Jonathan Gordon. Thank you for the SeaWack uh, Bulldog update. And we look forward to having you on next time. I appreciate it, fellas. Have a good evening. Thanks, Jonathan. We'll be right back Thanks. with our central update. Are you a company looking to support local athletic coverage? If so, think about sponsoring the Kittitas Valley Sports Talk Podcast. If you're interested in sponsoring, please reach out via email to eric at bigcountrymedia.net to find out more information. Whether it's the main sponsor of our sports podcast, getting a company shout out on the new 2022 YouTube video series, sponsoring our monthly rodeo podcast, is just a great way to help support local coverage of all local sports and rodeo from our great Kittitas Valley. Please check us out on our social media by searching Kittitas Valley Sports Talk, or again, reach out via email to eric at bigcountrymedia.net. All right, we're back with our central highlights this week, talking about some central athletics to wrap this episode up. 
John, I'm fired up. Central Athletics are going around. We talked last time, Sammy and I talked to Dennis Francois about the uh, gym situation, the, the pavilion, the, the arena situation. The arena. The arena situation. Nicholson Arena. I'm sorry, yeah, because the gymnasium's in Western Washington. We have an arena showing yes. up. Uh, fired up for, for Central Volleyball. Uh, actually got to peek in on one of their practices. Mario doesn't know this. Ellie and I were getting a jersey. I looked over the edge of the balcony, and then Ellie, after I had just explained to her about soccer and not using your hands, was like, Dad, they can't use their hands. And I'm like, no, this is volleyball. My daughter's like, Dad, I want to do this. You think I can do this? I'm like, yeah, you can do it. Luckily, you've got your dad's height, not your mom's. And uh, <laughs> I, She goes, well, can I play for that team? I was like, well, we'll talk tomorrow. But we'll, mm, yeah. we'll, see. we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how things go. You're four years old. so. Um, but they, uh, they're they they're off to a good start. You know, they're five and four. They and uh, but it's five and four with a heck of a non conference. Oh, yeah, they were at a tournament in Kearney, Nebraska, lost to Washburn, but beat Sioux Falls, Minot State, lost to Nebraska Kearney. Um, so Washburn and Kearney are always like top 16 in the country, and that's always. who you want to play. Yeah, that's and they were, always. you know, the Nebraska Kearney game, they was uh, three games to two, they lost, so they were right there. Uh, Washburn, they lost uh, all three, but yeah. uh. Then they go to a tournament in Los Angeles, California, where they knock off Cal State, Los Angeles, knock off Chaminade, the, yeah. on the Hawaiian Islands of Maui, yeah. beat Biola, and then uh, ran into Cal State Bernardino and Northwest Nazarene, which I can safely say that. Well, they they played Northwest Nazarene in the league game in Idaho, but you know those two teams are going to be fighting yeah. for those some regional yeah. berth spots. Then. So they're off to a good start. Um, they take on the hated Western Oregon Wolves. Let's head over to St. Martin's, which I've heard rumors of St. Martin's is kind of a top top dog in the GNAC volleyball this year. So yeah. game to look out. And then they come back home against MSUB and, and Seattle Pacific. But, you know, we started talking this episode a little bit about central football and how excited we were to be watching Saturday Night Lights. Tomlinson Stadium was looking beautiful as yeah. always. Uh, it was a fun game to watch. I mean, I was, I was impressed with Central. You know, I think that the team they played, um, Western New Mexico, has improved a lot. Yeah, they have a new were, defensive coordinator, from what I understand. Yep, and and they they played like they weren't. They've changed. I think so. I think that the um, are they going to contend for the LSE championship? No. Are they going to be one in ten this year? Heck no. Um, I could see them as like a middle of the road five hundred team, which is a huge improvement from last year. So that's mm-hmm. good. Um, a couple of the uh, intangibles, shall we say? No mm-hmm. kids at this game. No students because. Yeah. Uh, season or school doesn't start till next year or next week, but uh, 3,300 people, I think. So, mm-hmm. a decent crowd, yeah. Uh, for yeah, I was I thought that was impressive for a game that had no students right. around. I do miss the band though. The band, yeah, uh, you can't beat it. our band. No yeah. one, else, no one can beat our band. So that that band is, in, is impressive, but uh, Trajan uh, Henderson, yeah, that 100, guy, 159 yeah. yards, three touchdowns, yeah, longest one was 33 yards, yeah. <laughs> good stud, good quality player. Uh, our central defense with four picks. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. I will say that Western New Mexico quarterback, his name is escaping me. You got the stat sheets mm-hmm. in front of you, but he throws a good ball. We just yeah. our defense was just all over there. Yeah, and, uh, 141 so, yards and four interceptions. Yeah, with one touch. But he throws a good tight spiral. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he had good field vision. We just have better vision. I, I was liking watching our uh, Quincy Glasper quarterback. He was 196 yards for how many touchdowns at INT. But man, how many was, yards on the ground does he have? Because well, he he can scramble a little bit, and uh, 
I, I was just, I was happy with that game. And we were talking about this uh, before uh, we hit record is that, uh, you know, I don't, I don't like losing and there's no good, good losses or whatever moral victories you don't get mm-hmm. made on. But you think if we took fair state who could probably be, in my opinion, ranked in the top 25 of the FCS, mm-hmm. you know, we lost to them 36, 20 on the road in Michigan I really do think that uh, I acknowledge my bias, but I really do think that LSE crown goes through Ellensburg. Yeah. Uh, you could you convince me uh, Ellensburg, Midwestern State, or or um, Central Midwestern mm-hmm. State or Angelo State. Uh, I think the nod goes to Angelo right now, but uh, yeah, and unfortunately, they have to go to San Angelo to play them. But I'll, that'd be a fun game to be here. Yeah, in November, but at least they go there, and it's going to be November, not now when it's hotter than Hades out. Yeah, uh, exactly. they do head north to Burnaby. British Columbia for the weekend. One o'clock start on Saturday. Simon Fraser, and it's safe to say that this better be over by halftime. I feel like I'm uh, thinking if we were in high school, we'd have a running clock in the second half. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see us putting fifty on them. I can see us holding them to less than twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, no disrespect to our uh, uh, Canadian brethren, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, I don't see this being a. Uh, no, a they, tough game. And then this will be their first game of the season. It is. It is. And this is only going to be their, I believe, their true, only true home game. Yeah. Because uh, when all the Texas schools come up, Simon Fraser is actually going to be playing them in Ferndale. This is Blaine High School Blaine, now. Blaine, pardon me, Blaine. Yeah. Which is a decent stadium, but you have to go it's, across the border. And I, I'm i sure there's some sort of uh, mm-hmm. COVID-related reason for it. Um but, uh, you know, whatever. Hey, but they have the band Hicklestock performing pregame and halftime at shows like, and they're giving away rally towels. So might be a game if you're in British Columbia to go check out. I have you no idea who that the, is. The John, Jonathan Gordon of, uh, of the Bernie B. Uh, um, promotional uh, giveaways. Yeah, yeah good job. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I could ever be a part of be uh, You are definitely in as, tune with the local musician that's scene. That's right. That's what we're talking about. In the rally towel, I might have to write, draw with a sharp What was the name of the band you said? Hicklestock. I dare you not to Google that tonight. I am going to (laughs) Google Hicklestock. You watch. Oh, man. I know. I bet you they have a TikTok. I bet they do. Hicklestock performs. Maybe they'll be our new entry song. I don't know how we segue out of Hicklestock, but... uh, I don't think we can, but uh, you know what? I'm excited about the the next time we record with some new updates and new scores and fired up that we have Jonathan Gordon now with our our CWAC insider and... I think you're going to see a lot more of our podcast. We're going to do our interviews and everything, but we're going to kind of keep the structure of highlighting the high school sports and, you know, let people know, let people know that we'll be highlighting their kids and their names and the, and talking about highlights of, of local athletes, because that's honestly why we have to do it or why we don't have to, why we get to do this. So, you know what, can we highlight one more local athlete? Yeah. We're going to segue to rodeo. Oh yeah. And um, he's not going to make the NFR this year, but Jake Pratt is on a tear for September. Yes, he is. He is rolling. He just he just won uh, second uh, in the uh, first round of Pendleton. He won some money in Ellensburg, won money in uh, Walla Walla, uh, won money in um, uh, Lewiston as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's getting hot at the right time. That will get him into the. Hopefully, he stays in the in the top. Gets into and stays in the top 30 which is really that cut off to get to all the elite rodeos throughout the next Mm -hmm. year and stuff but my hat is off to uh jake i believe his his main horse six which i love that name Mm -hmm. six Mm -hmm. how's six doing jake you know (laughs) but uh, i was talking to his dad tommy and 
six is is uh on the mend at at home in texas but uh he's doing really well and and uh he's right there on the thick of things and the average of pendleton you win the pendleton average and oh, yeah. some go-around money you're winning way over 10 grand so good luck to you jake it seems like every time i turn on the cowboy channel it's the calf rope and jake's up in that performance i know man every yeah. single time i turn it on yeah that's awesome keep on turning it on then i did have the pendleton roundup on last night mm-hmm. not Great i want to go experience it have you never been there never been there but classic wonderful rodeo. it took forever it so is an old school, it is an old school, yeah. like I truly am 1900s yeah. uh, uh, kind of rodeo, uh, and they are unapologetic about it, yeah. and I like it. I like I that like history, I like that stuff, so mm-hmm. it's the reason why they got good beer gardens at every corner of it, from what the clown was telling us on the Yeah, you the can, uh, and in Pendleton, you know, Ellensburg Rodeo, they got their section nine where you can mm-hmm. sit and drink and watch the rodeo at the same time. Pendleton, last time I was there, it was it was free range. Yeah. So that I was uh, drinking my banquet <laughs> in the sun and watching a little steer tripping. And every- that's another thing about Pendleton is they do their steer tripping right uh, during uh, during the performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it's a wild west down there. It's awesome. It is good old is. Pendleton, Oregon. Yeah. All right. Well, John, thank you for uh, coming out again, and and thank you guys for listening. Please share, let everybody know about it, and thank you to Jonathan Gordon. And until next time, get out there, support the local athletes, and let's get some uh, some fun sports going on. Get some W's. Damn right, baby. KTS Valley Sports Talk is part of the Big Country Media Podcast Network. Check us out and feel free to interact with us on all of our social media by searching Kittitas Valley Sports Talk on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.